The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika sports leader. I'm your man, Jacob Goins, here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hope you're all doing well on this Tuesday afternoon. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you in the studio here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Well, we are 12 days away from Auburn football kicking off the season. It's week zero of college football, but today seems like a, a very monumental day in this 2022 season for Auburn the team has practiced this afternoon at 4 30 and then Brian Harson speaks to the media this evening around 6 or 6 30 and Carter it seems like today could be the day that we learn who the starting quarterback for Auburn is going to be we don't know that for sure but Brian Harson speaks to the media this evening we expect the starter to be named tonight uh, do you have that same feeling? How you doing today, by the way? And then uh, do you share that same feeling? <laughs> hey, I'm I'm doing great. I'm just as eager to get this day rolling as as everybody else. Just because it does feel like the uh, breadcrumbs have been laid. That that Ooh, I, I Brian, like that. Brian I like Harson that. has hinted that tonight is the night that you find out who is QB one for Auburn football this fall going into this Mercer game and just. Just 12 days, I think that that based on his comments on Saturday, he's had that time Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then a, a little bit before he meets with the media to fully talk out that Friday scrimmage, that Saturday practice, and get the full picture out there uh, between the coaching staff so they can name a starter tonight. I think this is going to be when it, when it happens. I'd be a little surprised if it doesn't happen tonight. But you know, I mean, as we know in the world of college football, you really can't you really can't plan for for, for anything. It's always it's always fluid. Well, we're going to talk about that, and uh, of course, we're going to stick on this quarterback conversation. We're going to talk about if today is the day that Auburn names a starting quarterback, who is that starter going to be? How long will they be the starter? Whether whoever it is, we're going to talk about all of the different scenarios today. Just more of this quarterback conversation for Auburn football, Brian Harson, in this 2022 season. Phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. That's the number to put you through to us. Call in. Be a part of the show. Be on the line. 334-321-1390. Do you think today is the day we learn who the starting quarterback will be for Auburn against Mercer? Who do you want it to be? Who do you feel most confident in to put out on the field as QB1 against Mercer? We would love to hear from you. 334 321 1390 again we are 12 days away from september 3rd that's so crazy to think about because it seems like yesterday we hit the 100 day mark and we were counting down from the 100 days when auburn football starts and now we're 12 days away to you know and we've got 
this Saturday with college football coming up. And then the next Saturday, of course, is the massive week one around the country. But for Auburn right now, all eyes are still on this quarterback situation. But again, we believe that tonight... There's a pretty good feeling around town that tonight is when we learn who this starting quarterback is. But something that you brought up uh, earlier, Carter, was how Brian Harson delivers this message tonight. If tonight mm-hmm. is the night that we learn who the starting quarterback is, you were mentioning and talking about the delivery from Brian Harson and how confident he sounds and in the way he says who the starter is that you're going to be looking out for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's going to carry a lot of weight in my mind. If he if he steps up to the podium and it's extremely confident, like TJ Finley is our guy. He's the guy for the job going into, into this 2022 season. If it sounds definitive and really confident, then then I think it's going to it's in my mind at least, it's going to ease a little bit of that those the that conversation that we've been having. Did TJ go take it, or was it just nobody seized it from him, and so it was kind of just status quo, and he was the guy with the lead at the start of the spring, and he's the guy with the lead going into the season, and it's but if it's if it's yeah, TJ is going to be the guy that we roll with right now, like to start the season as we get rolling. The way it's delivered is going to to affect my my confidence level in terms of. How this quarterback this quarterback uh, room progresses in the early part of the season. To go with that, I think you know if Brian Harson comes out tonight and he steps up to the podium and he does his his little speech, whatever, and he says something along the lines of, "We've decided to go with T.J. Finley at the quarterback position," or "We've decided to go with Zach Calzada," or "We've decided to go with Robbie Ashford," instead of. TJ Finley is our guy. He's our quarterback. He is QB1. Something along those lines. You're exactly right. There's a difference in a way that it needs to be delivered. And it sounds weird. And it sounds like, really, are you really discussing how he says things? Yes, because it is important. Because you may be able to read into that a little bit and see. It it may tip the hand of the confidence level that this staff has and the team has in the quarterback. 100%. And so we're going to find out how confident Brian Harson is in this decision. Is it going to be TJ Finley? Is it going to be Robbie Ashford? Is it going to be Zach Calzada? We would like to think that over the past week or so, the, uh, the, the, the betting odds, if you will, have shifted in favor of TJ Finley, but that's what, they, that's what they want us to think, right? That's what we are supposed to know as of right now, but we don't truly know who this quarterback, starting quarterback that is, is going to be just yet. And I do want to, to remind people that this is the first time we have seen Brian Harson run a quarterback battle at Auburn. And so this, this may be playing out exactly like he wants it to. And this may be going the exact way he wants the media and us to, and you, the fans, to be perceiving this. We have no idea. And so that's what's going to be interesting is if tonight is the night that Brian Harson announces who the starting quarterback is for Auburn, everybody's going to be listening in and reading about it and and making their judgments, whether you're happy about it or not. We're going to find out. And of course, we'll talk about it tomorrow if tonight is the night. But you're 100% right. How he delivers this news this evening, if tonight's the night, is going to be important. Absolutely. And and I was thinking about it as we were opening the show. Doesn't it kind of feel like... I'm going to make a comparison with how the coaching staff, how... 
Eric Keesaw, and Brian Harson have talked about the quarterbacks. Doesn't it kind of feel like the way that they're talking about TJ Finley is almost like when you're an NFL coach and you have you have a returning veteran quarterback who may not be great, but he's a known commodity. He's been in the system. He knows the system really well. He's he has that veteran experience in that system. And and the way that they talk about it is it's it's he's got a coach's mentality. He gets everybody lined up. He picks up the concepts. He's he's checking it into the right place at the line. And then the way that they talk about the other two is almost the way you would talk about a a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. a higher draft pick, higher ceiling type guys that maybe it's going to take some seasoning and some time to learn all of those things that your veteran has. Like I'm just in in my brain, I'm just thinking Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson type stuff. It's it's interesting. You're when you started out, it was Joe Flacco. He's been here, or or even Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith That's a was good one the too. guy. He was the veteran. He he could continue to lead that team, especially early in a year, or for a full season as we ended up seeing. But he led that team. He gave them the best chance to win that year. And he allowed your other quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, to come along to learn. And then by the end of that season, week 17 that year, you saw Patrick Mahomes ball out and then become the starter the next year and win win MVP. I mean, it was truly, he was seasoned to the point that he could have that breakout season. That's kind of a thought that crept in my mind that that's how, that's almost how they are talking about these quarterbacks. TJ Finley is Alex Smith. And the other two, pick who, pick whichever one you want to be Patrick Mahomes. I guess you could say both. But like it seems like the ceiling is higher with the other two, but they're going with the veteran. They're going with the guy with the experience in the system, the guy that they trust to get everybody lined up. That is sort of how it seems right now. And you can say that TJ Finley is a veteran. I think that's sort of in quotations because he's not – I mean, he hasn't been here – for five, six, exactly. seven years, like you're talking about in the NFL. But what you're saying makes sense to me because if you're looking at the quarterbacks, he's the only one that has experience in this system. And I think that's what we're seeing uh, on some of the benefits of TJ Finley right now is he does know the offense. And it sounds like, from what we hear, it sounds like he knows the offense a little bit better than the other quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. that is probably benefiting him in this quarterback battle, right? And... And honestly, that makes sense to me that if you do end up going with TJ Finley, it may not be because he's the better thrower or the better quarterback, but maybe because he just knows the system a little bit and you can trust in the guy that can, like you talked about, Carter, can get the guys lined up and get them on and off the field and put the running back on the right side and just the the small things like that that add up may be the things that TJ Finley is able to do right now, but maybe Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada can and not necessarily that TJ is a better thrower or a better runner, better quarterback, what have you, but maybe he's just doing the small things right and that's where the trust is with Brian Harson. If you were to line up all three of these quarterbacks, heck, maybe even all four, include Holden Gurner, and you were to run a pro day style workout, you're going to test the athleticism, and then you're going to have them throw to to receivers on air. I'm not sure TJ Finley would finish any higher than the third most impressive guy. Because Robbie Ashford, he has that athleticism. He has that ability to use his legs. That would flash in a pro day atmosphere. And then everything you hear is the most gifted and talented 
passer thrower on this team is Zach Calzada. So in a pro day atmosphere, Calzada might look better. But when you bring when you bring the other what nine guys on the offense, you bring the offensive line into play, the receivers, the tight ends, the running back, and have a defense on the other side that you're mm-hmm. playing a game of chess with, really. That's where TJ Finley has separated himself right now because he's he is prepared to handle those things. The other two may not be. Holden Gurner, he's a freshman. So let's let's talk about it in the spring, maybe. But I just think that that if you were to run them out in terms of athleticism, arm talent, TJ Finley is not going to blow you away. But it's it's the mental side of everything. It's the offense, all of that is what he has the upper hand in, and that's what you're seeing this staff lean towards. I think what Auburn fans should do in this situation is take the names in the history out of this situation, right? Take just the quarterback themselves. Take the name and the number off the jersey. Take your memory of what we've seen from either TJ Finley at Auburn, Zach Calzada at A&M, Ashford in the spring. Take all of that out. Take the name and number off the jersey and just take the situation with each quarterback. As the starter for your football team, do you want the guy that's been in the system for a year, who knows the offense, may not have the best arm talent, but knows how to run the plays? Do you want the guy who's brand spanking new, has a lot of athleticism, but the arm may not be there right now, the, the, the uh, accuracy may not be there right now, but he can run like crazy all over the field? Or do you go with the guy that transfers in that has some Division One experience but is struggling to learn your offense? If you take the names and history out of it, the smart decision is to go with the guy that knows the offense, that yeah. knows how to run the plays. Is he going to be your best option when it comes to throwing the football and athleticism? No, maybe not, but we're not talking about that. You're looking at these guys for what they are right now. The smarter decision with the situation right now would be the guy that can run your offense rather than the guy that just transferred in that has other experience but is struggling to learn your offense or the new guy who has a lot of athleticism. Not saying they can't be better or they Mm -hmm. may even be better, but to start the season, in my mind, again, with what we're looking at right now, going with the guy, TJ Finley, that has the the knowledge to run the offense just seems like the smarter play. It just does. Well, I think it was J.D. Pakel at On3 that had a really good analogy for what I think is taking place at Auburn right now. You need to look at the quarterback. The way that, that I, the way I think the staff is looking at it is almost like a pilot. You want the guy who can get you off the ground safely and in the right direction and can land the plane. I think Robbie Ashford is a little more of your, your to make a comparison, uh, like, like a Blue Angel, like, Guy out there who can do all sorts of acrobatic stuff in the air, but do you trust him to get it off the ground, going in the right direction, get the season going off the ground, and land it the right way? Zach Calzada, maybe somebody who has plenty of talent to to fly the plane, but may not know what all the buttons do right now. May not may not know where the where the autopilot button is when you need to 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 keep it steady. Like, but TJ Finley knows all the parts. He knows how to get the thing up in the air. He knows how to get it going in the right direction. And right now, he knows how to land it better than the other two. And I think that's a really interesting analogy for how this quarterback race has shaken out. There's no one guy that can do it all. I think that's what we're figuring out right now. But what it's going to take with Auburn's schedule playing in the SEC, somebody's going to have to figure it out. Because if not, 
Auburn's going to be in trouble in this 2022 season. A whole lot more to talk about this quarterback battle when we come back. We're off and running here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Phone lines are open, 334-321-1390. What do you have to say about all of this on the quarterback battle? Is today the day that we learn? We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Question of the day when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Question of the day here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Question of the day, you can call in and answer. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. With the general consensus being that everybody feels tonight is the night we learn who the starting quarterback is going to be for Auburn with Brian Harson having a press conference this evening here's the question of the day if TJ Finley is named the starter because that's sort of where everything is is leading to that's where everybody sort of sits right now is tonight's the night that TJ Finley will be named the starter for Auburn if that is the case if TJ Finley is announced the starter tonight Carter, the question of the day to you is this. Will he be the starter by the Penn State game? That's such a hard question to answer just because I have, like, he he shouldn't have issues with the first two games, especially Mercer. If, if, if he's having issues with Mercer, I have serious concerns about the the rest of the season regardless of who's taking snaps at quarterback Mercer shouldn't be an issue but San Jose State's no team to mess around with that's fair I I mean I think it remains to be seen what exactly this this San Jose State team is going to be Uh, I think they should be a solid G5 but then again and I keep going back to it athletically you are better at every single position you're every one of your offensive linemen, every one of your receivers, every one of your running backs, tight ends, everybody should be better than the guy lining up opposite them. So on the whole, your unit should be able to move the ball enough that un- uh, unless it is that egregiously bad. I have I have a hard time seeing a change happening where where TJ Finley does not take the first snap at Penn State. Does he take the last snap at Penn State? That's that's my question. Is when you actually get a team that has comparable talent to maybe even better talent on the defensive side of the ball than you have on the offense. Can TJ Fan- can TJ Finley deal with the adversity? Can he deal with the adversity of of playing a really good opponent? And can he raise his level and raise his teammates' level that he will be the guy at the end of that game? Or do we see struggles reminiscent of last season when you did play defenses that were more talented than your offense? Or some cases, like the South Carolina game, where they weren't more talented than you and you still struggled? Do you see that? And then that is where I think you would see a change. I have a hard time seeing it happen before Penn State, though. So you say that if T.J. Finley is named the starter today, you believe that he will start Mercer, San Jose State, and the Penn State game? I think, I think it would be something would have to go catastrophically wrong, whether it be injury or egregiously bad play, for him not to take the first snap against Penn State. And, and 
the Penn State game could be where it all gets flipped on its head in my mind. Is that because that's the first should be the first true test for this 2022 Auburn team. It should be. And if you were listening yesterday, I talked about if TJ Finley's named the starter. I'm not confident in him until we see Auburn play a legitimate opponent. That is going to be Penn State. And so, again, the question of the day, if TJ Finley is announced the starter, will he be the starter by the time the Penn State game rolls around? I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if he will be or not because we don't know what he looks like this year. If it's the same TJ Finley we saw last year, then no, probably not because he finished out the year last year, but Auburn didn't have anywhere else to go. There are other quarterbacks on the roster now, and there's two other guys that you can go with if things go south against Mercer or San Jose State. God forbid that happens. You have guys that 12 days from the season, there's still a quarterback battle technically going on. So, And what that means is there's three guys in a quarterback battle, which means realistically any one of those three could be your starting quarterback. So in the first two games, if TJ Finley struggles and things are not going well, you can go to one of those other two guys and try to make it work as a starting quarterback. And so to kind of answer the question, will TJ Finley be starting the Penn State game? My prediction is going to be no. My prediction is no. Because you look at the Mercer game, you're going to have multiple quarterbacks play, possibly all three. You look at the San Jose State game, which again, yes, it's San Jose State, but it's not a team you want to mess around and let them hang in because at that point, you never know what could happen. I mean, it, it was a Georgia State team last year that almost beat Auburn and had to have T.J. Finley come in to save the day, right? But it, look, it, when you look at it, is T.J. Finley going to be starting by the Penn State game? My prediction is no, but I think the, the betting odds would be yes if he's the starter from the Mercer game and the San Jose State game because it shouldn't go wrong in those two games. And then you should have him be starting the Penn State game, but we're going to have to find out. Hey, let's head to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Ed, welcome in, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, guys. I appreciate uh, y'all taking the call. Of course. uh, Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think y'all can realistically pretty much, you know, quit saying or or quit. We can all quit guessing. It, the starter, and I, hey, I am not a TJ Finley, you know, fanatic or, or whatever. I, I was very disappointed. He he looked slow and, and very, you know, bad last year. But I mean, he will be named the starter, you know, and I do. Uh, I think he will start the Penn State game, and I, I think Auburn will win the Penn State game. I, you know, I I, I don't know what to expect from you know from him but but he will be named the starter and he, I, I i cannot imagine it, it things being so you know out of whack that uh that we can he can somehow look bad in the those first two games so i i, I agree that with the uh yeah I, he'll start the penn state game whether he finishes it or not i, I don't know but i i, I just want to I don't think that Gus Malzahn has handled this very well. You know, I just, I hope that I'm, you know, that he's going to show us that every other coach who, you know, said you had to do all these, you know, build up confidence and continuity. I hope he just proves all of us wrong. But I don't, I don't see that, you know. Yeah, I mean. 
Yeah, hey, we appreciate the call, Ed. That was Ed here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Look, I mean, uh, like I said, the odds of TJ Finley playing so bad in the Mercer and San Jose State game that he doesn't start the Penn State game, the odds are pretty low. Again, my prediction is I don't think he will because I expect Zach Calzada to get it going and to turn it on, and then we may see a change at quarterback in that Penn State game. Uh, Again, the odds are saying whoever the starter is for Mercer and San Jose State, the odds would say that they're going to start the Penn State game. And you know what? I think the better question is, do they finish the Penn State game? So I think that's a better question is, if does the starter who starts game one and two, do they finish the Penn State game? Carter, I think that's a better way to go. Yeah, I think that I think it'll be a really interesting discussion because until that point, I just have a hard time seeing there be enough issues in the first two games that we see somebody else start that game. And, and so that, that's why I think TJ Finley is going to start the Penn State game. I don't know if he finishes because that's the I test. agree. I agree. I, I want to change my I'm going to change my statement, right? I think he may start the Penn State game, but I don't I'm not confident in TJ Finley finishing the Penn State game. I think that's a much better way to go um because again, whoever starts the first two we can, we can all hope and pray that things don't go wrong in the first two games against Mercer and San Jose State, and it's so bad that you have to yank the starter before the first big game of the season. Will TJ Finley start against Penn State? Probably. Will he finish the Penn State game? That's the bigger question. Ed, we appreciate the call. We're 30 minutes into hour number one. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up. Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Halfway through hour number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. What are your thoughts on this quarterback battle? Is today the day we learn the starter? Who do you want it to be? Who do you think it should be and why? All of that and more. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. Carter, I want to continue on this this little path that we've gone down with with leading into this season we're 12 days away we expect tj finley to be named the starter this evening and we sort of got in this conversation about if he is named the starter and he starts the first two games against mercer and san jose state would he start the penn state game but then we realized the better way to ask that question is would he finish the penn state game and that's a big question mark because you just don't know what we're getting. I think that's why so many people are concerned if TJ Finley is named the starter today because we just don't know what we're getting out of TJ Finley. Everybody in Auburn and every Auburn fan, they have the mental image and the mental videos of what we know TJ Finley was yeah. last year. That's what scares everybody about this, myself included. I said it yesterday. I'm not confident in this until I see him prove it otherwise. But I think he does deserve that chance. And he's going to get that chance against Mercer if he is named the starter today like we think he will. But if he struggles in those first two games, do you go somewhere else to start the Penn State game or do you stick it out with the starter? I think the only way, with the way that the quarterbacks are being talked about, 
the only way that someone different starts the Penn State game is if TJ does struggle a little bit and Robbie Ashford in these packages that we know are going to be made for him. He's too good of an athlete not to see the field in some capacity. If he is just dominant and filthy in these Robbie Ashford packages that Keesaw and Harson decide, you know what? We're too explosive in these Robbie Ashford packages that we need to figure out a way to expand it, even if it's a slightly limited playbook because he just hasn't been around as long as TJ Finley to, to operate the complete playbook. If he's that explosive, that's the only way I can see a change. I don't think it, it you're going to see a scenario where Zach Calzada takes the first snap at Penn State because, because it goes back to what we've been talking about that TJ Finley has such a good grasp of the offense and what Harson and Kesaw are trying to do, I think it's very difficult with the way that it's being talked about to hand the ball over to a guy who appears to be struggling a little bit with the offense and the procedural things, getting everybody lined up. Because they keep harping on TJ Finley being so great at that. And it goes back to that, that, that airplane analogy. Right now, they trust T.J. Finley to get it in the air. Right. And it's, it's granted, the Penn State game is going to be the first time where you're going to hit some turbulent, turbulence. Right. Can he finish it? I don't know. Because I'm starting to get a, a pit in my stomach thinking about that Penn State game. I think Penn State is, is, is a team that I have thought all offseason that they were going to be overrated this year. But I'm starting to get a pit in my stomach that Maybe they're going to sneak up on some teams in the Big Ten, and that worries me for Week Three. See, I don't think Penn State's going to be all that great. I think they're not—they're not even going to be as good as they were last year. And we all Ooh. know that Auburn should have won that game last year. There's about 30 different scenarios where if one thing goes the other way, Auburn wins that game. I don't think they're going to be that good this year. I really, really don't. Talking about Penn State, of course, they come to Auburn Week Three. I just don't think they're going to be all that good. And we're going to be at home in Jordan-Hare Stadium, 2.30 CBS kickoff. The with, place with is going heat. to be, yeah, with some heat. The place is going to be rocking. Everything is, is in Auburn's favor. They should win that game. But it's still going to be a tough matchup because Penn State, they play in the Big Ten. You play big boy football. That's the first big game of the season. When it comes to TJ Finley, what really comes to mind is It sounds like, from what we're being told from the coaches, it sounds like he knows how to make the correct play, and he knows what the correct play is, but the question is, can he do it? He knows what the play is, and he knows how to do it, but can he do it? And then you look at Zach Calzada, we know he can make the play, but does he know what the right play is, right? I think that's sort of what you're looking at here. And then you have Robbie Ashford, who... We know he could maybe make the play, and he may know how to make the play, and he may know what that play is, and that may click for him quicker than it does the one for the other two. That may sound sort of confusing, but TJ Finley, he knows what to do. It's just can he do it? Zach Calzada can do it. It's just does he know what to do? Robbie Ashford's kind of there in the middle where he has a lot of upside, but he still doesn't fully know what to do. He may not have all of it as a passer yet, and that's sort of where you're lying right now. So talking about the the future looking at week three for Penn State, whoever the starter is in week one, week two, we think it's going to be TJ. I don't see where he doesn't start against Penn State unless it just goes so, so bad against San Jose State. Mercer should not be a problem. But San Jose State is a decent football team. I, I want people to realize that. Yeah. And you're going to see these quarterbacks in both games, I think. 
But the big question is, who are you the most confident in when Penn State comes to town? That week, who are you going to be most confident in? That's a big-time question mark right now. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, I can't... I'm not sure I feel confident in any of the three right now. If we, if Penn State, Auburn was kicking right. off it, it, on Saturday, yes. I'm not sure I'm confident in any of the three to win that game. Could that change over the first two weeks? Could I feel better? Sure. I think the, the path to playing time out of the, the two guys who are likely not going to be named the starter and Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada, the path to playing time for Robbie Ashford is going to be easier and quicker because these packages are going to be created for him right off the bat. I think it's easier to run off a limited playbook when you're a dual threat quarterback because your legs are a great equalizer. And I think that you can be dynamic enough that maybe a smaller playbook is still effective. I think if you're Zach Calzada, in order to go in there and play in a game, you need to have a grasp of the complete offense. And and right now, of the pocket passers, TJ has that. I'm not sure Zach Calzada does, and I think that's the big difference. I think this is going to be, when TJ Finley is quarterback one, every single week and every single game, it will be his job to lose. I mean, he has to prove something every single week. Uh, no doubt to the fans. He's got a lot to prove to Auburn fans, but probably the Auburn coaches as well, where they say he's gotten better. They say he can run the offense. Can he throw? Can he make the right plays? He has a lot to prove, and I think that's going to be every single week because I can tell you what, from the people that call into this show, from the people that we talk to outside of this show, Auburn fans are not going to be pleased with TJ Finley being named the starter. They're not going to have confidence. They're not going to be happy. They're going to be worried. Now, we don't have two games to worry about. Of course, Mercer, San Jose State, we shouldn't have to worry about it. (laughs) But Auburn fans are not going to be happy with TJ Finley being named the starter until he proves that he's gotten better. I can't preach that enough. I will say, as much as the fan base may not be excited about T.J. Finley being named the guy, may not believe in him. Should they be comfortable with that? If tonight is the night that we all think it's going to happen. There's no, if T.J. Finley is going to be the starter, there is no reason not to do it tonight. If it doesn't happen tonight, then I think we, we go into a completely different conversation that is about, well, does this staff even believe in T.J. Finley at all? Is it, because then to me that would say, We don't believe in TJ Finley enough to name him the starter two weeks out. We are going to continue to give Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada every last gasp opportunity to take this job from him. If it doesn't happen tonight, I'm going to start to have worries about all three and if anybody's actually capable of leading this team in 2022. I feel the same way, but let me ask you this. For the listeners and for the fans that are asking, why tonight? Why does it have to be named tonight for you to not be worried? And why why can't it be Thursday or Friday that it, and you be okay with it? I, I'm not you know I'm not calling you out. I'm genuinely wanting to let our listeners know why does it have to be tonight that Auburn names this starter? Why is it important that we're 12 days away that Auburn tonight names a starting quarterback? Well, it's because Brian Harson's talking to the media. You're inside two weeks. What's the difference? Like, why not show some confidence, show a united front in naming TJ Finley the starter tonight if you're just going to do it two, three days down down the road? Because I don't see anything changing. 
as far as I know, I don't know if there's another full, complete scrimmage. Is there one Saturday? I don't know. But I don't see anything happening between now and the first game, anything monumental enough to change what is already what is already alluded to happening, which is TJ Finley will start the first game. So I think it does a lot for the confidence of everybody involved in the program. If you come out tonight and name TJ Finley your starter, it only it only sows seeds of doubt if you don't do it today. Well, the conversation that we've been having is the earlier the better. I, I said late last week or, or even early this week is sort of what we talked about, right? Late last week we talked about Monday or Tuesday naming the starter because we're less than two weeks away. We are 12 days away. It's time to name a starter. And you know what? If they don't name a starter, it's because they don't know. And that's scary to think about at this point. 12 days away and you don't know who your starting quarterback is. That's not a good situation to be in. And like you said, talking about the confidence, the longer you wait, the less confidence the quarterbacks are going to have because they don't know and they don't feel the love and the confidence from the coaches and the fan base is going to be losing their minds because if they are flipping out, they know that the coaches don't know what the what they're doing with this quarterback race yet. It's all going to start derailing right now if you don't start naming a quarterback I'm, right now. I mean, it's got to be right now. And everything you have heard, every report, every quote points to TJ Finley. TJ Finley has the best grasp of the offense. He's doing everything the coaches are looking for from a mental and preparation side, and that points to him. And then you also had Brian Harson put forth an, an, an unofficial timeline for this decision today on Saturday when he said, potentially Tuesday. And he's, he had to talk to everybody. He's had that time. If he doesn't do it tonight, I start to have serious doubts about this staff's belief in T.J. Finley as a quarterback. And if I were T.J. Finley and it doesn't happen tonight, when every sign possible is pointing to me, I would start to be like, what are my options? What are my options in December when the season wraps up? Because I'm locked in this year. I may be the starter to start this year. But clearly, this staff doesn't believe in me if it doesn't happen tonight, in my mind. 334-321-1390, that's the number to put you through to us. What do you think about this? Do you think tonight's the night? Is it going to be TJ Finley? Do you want it to be TJ Finley? We would love to hear from you, me and Carter. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390, that is the number. And look, when you talk about when you talk about this this quarterback battle and just the confidence of of the fans and the players and the coaches the one thing i've talked about when you name the starter sooner rather than later is that dude whoever it may be getting the most reps at QB1 as physically possible before week 1 you want him to be getting those first team reps as much as possible and you want the team to get reps against the first-team quarterback and with the first-team quarterback as much as possible. That's for the offensive line. That's for the wide receivers. That's for the tight ends. That's for the running backs. That is all super important because right now, they're all getting reps with three different quarterbacks who play three different styles, who have three different ways of doing things. That is not good for your team. The sooner you can name a starter and him get the reps and him get the timing down with the offensive line, with the receivers, with the backs, with the tight ends, everything, the sooner you can do that, the better. But at the same time, you don't want to just name a starter just to say you did. You've got to be confident in who you're naming. And again, 
If that doesn't happen within today, tomorrow, or next couple of days, that's really, really worrisome because what that tells me, Carter, is nobody's made any separation. Nobody is good enough to be the starter. Or because, and you could go on the opposite and say, well, maybe they're all good enough to be the starter. That's obviously not the case because we would have a starter by this point if we didn't. If that was the scenario, that would be it. We would have a starter by now. So if a starter isn't named soon, I'm going to be under the uh, the perception of, well, then I don't know if any of them can do it. Yeah, I mean, if it's not named tonight, I'm going to lead off the show tomorrow with, does this staff actually believe in TJ <laughs> Finley? Do they believe in the potential of TJ Finley, the ceiling? Because Do you be- believe in the potential of TJ Finley? Personally, not really, no. But but it's also every like there couldn't be any more signs pointing to TJ Finley. And the every signs point in there, you've set the unofficial timeline. If you don't hold up to that timeline, in my mind, it's it's man, they don't believe in TJ Finley so much that they are still gonna keep buying time for the other two. And 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 while he may run the offense the best and he may still start that first game. They keep giving the other two time to climb back in it and close the gap enough that they can take over at some point this year. But it just throws me off because it seems like they've had good things to say about TJ Finley. And they they talk about his game management and his running the offense. So, I don't know, man. It really is confusing. And again, this is the first time we've seen Brian Harson do a quarterback battle at Auburn. Maybe this is exactly how he wants it. He's got everybody going one way, and then he's got them going the other. We haven't gone down the Robbie Ashford road yet, so if we'll he find out. Switches it, that'd be incredible. that's what I'm saying. He might. You never truly know, and I and I think that's a smart strategy for Brian Harson. He is playing the media a little bit because for a long time, everybody, myself included, Zach Calzada, Zach Calzada, Zach Calzada, and then here in the last four or five days. It's been TJ Finley, and so we truly don't really know, and that's what it is sort of exciting, gives us stuff to talk about, and gets the fan base going a little bit, but you do got to reel this thing in, and you've got to get a starter named sooner rather than later to keep the confidence of the team, the fan base, and the program. Uh, Keep it strong. That's what you got to do. Let's take our final break at hour number one. When we come back, we're going to talk some Atlanta Braves like we normally do to wrap up hour number one. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up hour number one here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067. We got a couple of minutes talking about the Atlanta Braves like we do wrapping up hour number one. And look, the Braves... They had some things go their way last night. They get the 2-1 victory, right? They beat the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the New York Yankees take down the New York Mets. It's a double whammy on a Monday night for the for the Atlanta Braves. Honestly, the way the Braves are just continuing to handle their business and play well. I mean, last night, I mean, you're playing a bad Pirates team that you should win, and they did. This almost is turning into a New York Mets update rather than an, <laughs> than an Atlanta Braves update because... I I am spending more energy right now rooting against the Mets than I am rooting for the Braves because I know the Braves are, are handling it all and like they're, right. they're they're playing good ball and right the Braves now. are in a, a in a decent stretch of games where they should be picking up some victories the Mets have some tough series this one against the Yankees is only a two game series but the 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 Yankees beat them last night at Yankee Stadium so that's a that's a good sign. You get one. So you make up some ground last night when the Braves win and the Mets lose. You make up double ground. So hopefully that can be the same situation tonight. 
as much fun as it is to make fun of the New York Yankees and how they've just fallen apart, if they want to get right against the Mets last night and tonight, I'm 100% fine with that. And then lose after that. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, just I beat mean, the I, Mets. I don't care what they do the yeah. rest of the year. I Honestly, it, I find it hilarious every time they they don't make it to a World Series because, you know, they haven't won since 09. But the Braves continue to handle business. And like I mentioned last week, every time you turn on a Braves game, it feels like Michael Harris and now Vaughn Grissom. And Grissom. One of the two youngsters is doing something awesome. And you had Michael Harris hit the two-run home run to score Grissom. And that's how you win this game, the first game of this series. I mean, I, I feel really good about where the Braves are at. The Mets have to play tonight against the Yankees, and then in a few days they have to go play the Dodgers. Yep, I mean, they have the they have a four game series against the Rockies, and then a three game series against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean that that Dodgers series is another window for the Braves to to continue to pick up ground because the Dodgers are right there with the Braves and the Mets, probably above them in terms of best team in the NL. So it's going to be a challenging series for for the Mets. You would like the Dodgers to reel off some wins and allow you to pick up more ground. They are in New York for those three games, the Mets and the Dodgers. That'll be uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. So, yeah, you're looking for you're looking for Atlanta to continue to take care of business. You're looking for the for the Mets to slip up. I've been talking all all season. The Braves take care of business really since after the All-Star break is when I've been talking about this. The Braves continue to win, handle their business, win the games you're supposed to, win most of your series, and wait for the Mets to blow it. That's, that's what I've been talking about. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to happen because when you look up and down the schedule for the New York Mets, after that Dodgers series, they play the Nationals, the Pirates, the Marlins, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Brewers, and the A's and the Marlins before they play Atlanta again. So, Lots and lots and lots of winnable series for the Mets. Unfortunately, I, I don't know if they're going to go and slump during those series. Those teams are not that good that they're playing. What, the best team they play in that stretch is Miami, Milwaukee, maybe? I mean, none of those teams are that great. The Mets don't play Atlanta again until end of September, early October. There's three games in Atlanta on <laughs> September 30th, October 1st, and October 2nd. For the Braves... Just keep winning, keep doing your thing, and good things will happen. That's all I can say. Hour number one, officially in the book. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up in hour number two. ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 
I'm your man, Jacob Goins, here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Hope you're all doing well on this uh, gloomy Tuesday afternoon here in the Auburn Opelika area. Jacob Goins, Carter Bird, with you in the studio. Hour number one officially in the books. You know what that means. Hour number two officially underway here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. If you missed any of hour number one, be sure and go and find the podcast. Just search On the Line wherever you get your podcast. You can find it commercial free right after the show so make sure you do that again if you missed any of our number one go and find the podcast just search on the line wherever you get your podcasts phone lines are open in hour number two we'd love to hear from you 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to us Anything on your mind in the sports world, the Auburn quarterback battle, uh, we're going to talk some, about, some more about that here in this second hour, but we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on that situation. If you want to talk Atlanta Braves, if you want to talk golf, if you want to talk NASCAR, I don't care. Whatever you want to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Call in, be a part of the show, be on the line, 334-321-1390. Carter, we'll start hour number two like we always do with making headlines here on Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. We are 12 days away from Auburn football kicking off the season. It's week zero this week. We're 12 days away from Auburn kicking off the season. And they have practice this afternoon at 4.30. Then Brian Harson speaks to the media right after that, 6, 6.30, something like that. The expectation is... He's going to name the starter today, and again, the expectations are it's going to be T.J. Finley. Yeah, I don't think you can expect anything else. It's All signs are pointing to tonight being the night that QB1 is announced, at least for the Mercer and San Jose State games, as we talked about in the first hour. Uh, I think I also want to hear, I want to hear more about the offensive line, just because that's the other spot that's like, it feels super up in the air. Don't really have it nailed down. Who's going to start where? They've done so much switching in and out. I would like a little bit of clarity there, because especially if, when you're going to name a quarterback, I would like to know the uh, five five faces of the guys who are supposed to be protecting him and allowing him to be successful or or not to be if he doesn't have any time to throw back there. So uh, that's, that's going to be the other thing I'm looking at. But, yes, I think all signs are absolutely pointing to tonight – is the night that T.J. Finley gets named the starter here at Auburn. I think that's what we're going to hear. I think that's what most people have come to realize is tonight Brian Harson should announce who the QB1 is, the starting quarterback for Auburn. You and I had a big discussion back in the first hour about how tonight needs to be the night that Brian Harson names a starter because we're running out of days to name who the starter is. And the earlier, the better sooner rather than later, when you have a starting quarterback named for your team, we talked about all the benefits of having your starter named earlier rather than later. Auburn's not opening up the season with Penn State. That's a week three game. You're not trying to confuse your opponent. You're not trying to Mm -hmm. throw everybody off and keep this thing a big secret you're truly trying to figure out who your started quarterback is right yeah. now. That's the problem for Auburn. And if you don't name it right now, the confidence in this football team and the confidence in this season from the outside looking in is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Because if you don't name your starting quarterback, that tells me you have no idea who your starter is going to be if you're Auburn. And you know what? We're 12 days away. That scares the crap out of me if you don't know who your starting quarterback is by now. If if we think we have questions now, 
if the longer this goes on without a starter being named, if it's not named tonight, more and more questions are going to start popping up. It's TJ might be the best guy, but does because let's be real here. Let's be real. I don't want to put too much pressure on who the quarterback is, but this quarterback is going to determine who the head coach at Auburn is in 2023. So if he's not named the starter and every sign should be pointing to him being the starter, that starts to give me the idea that maybe, maybe the staff doesn't believe in his ability to save their jobs. Well, we're going to find out tonight. I think, again, I think tonight is going to be the night we find out who the starter is. All signs are leading to and pointing to TJ Finley being that guy, which is so crazy because a week and a half or two weeks ago, we were all sold that it was going to be Zach Calzada who was going to come in, who was going to take over, and who was going to put himself in that starting role and take over as the starting quarterback. But we're a week or we're 12 days away from the season, and in about a five or six day span, our entire opinion has changed because of what we're being told from the coaches, what we're seeing on the field, and it's just crazy to see how that has adjusted. Let's head to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Shane, you're on line one. Welcome in. Hey, guys. How are you all today? We're doing great, man. How are you? I'm good. So um, has Harson already had his, like, his press conference for today? No, not yet. So they have practice at 430, and then Harson's speaking to the media after practice, like 6 or 630. Okay, uh, so – Y'all were saying if he doesn't name it today, then that's not good. Correct. I, I thought. Okay, I was thinking he already he already had the, con- the press conference and and still doesn't know who it is. But. No, 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 not yet. He hasn't had his press conference yet. It'll be tonight. We are we are essentially saying that tonight is likely going to be the point where he names a starter. It's going to be the perfect right. window. He's on Saturday. He hinted that Tuesday was going to be the day. If if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen tonight in his press conference, then I think that starts to plant some serious seeds of doubt. Do we do we think that like so? Uh, I mean, in my from everything I can read and hear and see, it's going to be T.J. Finley to start the the, the the season, but that that doesn't mean it's it's going to stay T.J. Finley. So if if Ashford is really this this good and like he's coming on this strong. Then, as the season goes along, if this guy just keeps on going strong, then then uh, you know what's to say he he's not the starter come Penn State. Um, yeah, you're absolutely I, right. I mean, if Ashford if Ashford continues to get better, even even by the Penn State game, if Harson realizes, hey, maybe Ashford gives us the best chance to win against Penn State, or if it's somebody else down the road, yeah, you could absolutely see a change. But I think right now for this first game and these first two games. I think mentally and running the offense, it sounds like T.J. Finley is in a better position to do that in these first two games, uh, between or rather than Ashford or Calzada. Yeah, but is that at the same time? Is that kind of scary? Because you know, if if we're not really thinking that it's going to be this guy, you know, all season, then you would want the the guy with uh, you know the Ashford with the less experience to play these first games with you know, inferior competition to get his feet wet, not just jump in there on Penn State. Because so, that, that could be that could be disastrous if, if that's what we're going to do, you know, is just switch it over like, I don't know. That, that, that could be really bad for us if that's, the, that's how it happens. Yeah, you know, true freshman or is he true freshman, something like that. Um, 
Yeah. Just jump in there. At least we're at home. So so maybe yeah, you know, no, ab- I don't know. Absolutely, Shane. I, I I get what you're saying there, but I think what what we've been able to gather is that the guy who's most capable of running this offense to start the year, and and it may take time, and and we made comparisons in the first hour that it's almost the way that they're talking about it is similar to like an an Alex Smith Patrick Mahomes situation in in Kansas City in Mahomes' first yeah. year that you kind of are giving it to the guy who's experienced, the guy who can get you going in the right direction. Do you do you know? You may you may not stick with him for for the entire season. And in the first hour, I made reference to I think the quickest path to playing time is Robbie Ashford because of that that dynamic. Well, one the way that they were talking about him being that number two guy right now, he has the momentum, he does have that athleticism that I think it's a little easier to operate on a on a shrunken uh, playbook. Yeah, well, I think it's important to 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 re- to realize and recognize. Uh, first of all, Shane, we appreciate the call here on the show three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love to hear from you as well. We appreciate the call, Shane. But I think it's important to realize that in this first game, we were we've been talking about how we're going to see multiple quarterbacks in this Mercer game. So whoever starts against Mercer, we think it's going to be T.J. Finley. He's probably not even going to play the second half. So you are going to get a healthy dose of Mm -hmm. Robbie Ashford at the quarterback position in the second half. And that is where, that is the time for Robbie Ashford or Zach Calzada, whoever it may be, to show themselves in the game against an opponent. I'm I'm not going to go out and say it's a high-quality, super, super talented opponent. Nothing against Mercer. There's just a big difference there. But that's the time for Robbie Ashford or Zach Calzada to try and close this gap a little bit and show why they should be QB1 versus TJ Finley. So to Shane's point, he was talking about how if you're eventually going to go with somebody like Robbie Ashford, why not start them week one in very first game? I completely understand where he's coming from. But to get the season going, it sounds like Harson and this team are going to give the guy with the most experience, TJ Finley, to at least get the season going. Like you talked about with the plane analogy, to get up off the ground and, and give going a guy in the right direction. and going in the right direction and giving a guy like Robbie Ashford or or Zach Calzada the chance to make up that ground that they were not able to do in fall camp. And that very well may happen. But what what I think the reason why it's going to be TJ Finley is that f- that familiarity with the offense, that ability to run the complete offense. They they trust in him to handle all the mental side, all the pre snap stuff that they want to see out of their quarterback. Robbie Ashford probably has to close the the gap a little bit with his passing. But what you can't have happen in a pivotal year of the Brian Harson tenure, you can't go with Robbie Ashford and have it imploding crater in the Penn State game. I think TJ Finley, on paper right now, gives you the most consistent, most likely chance to be in that Penn State game and give you a chance to win. Robbie Ashford, yes, you can beat Penn State with him in some scenarios, but also it could implode and it could go terribly wrong. And you you cannot have this season spiral right off the bat. It has to get off the ground and start trending in a positive direction in order for this staff to be here in 2023. I think you have to put yourself in Brian Harson's position where you're, I mean, literally, no pun intended, but your job is on the line, right? Your job is at stake this season. Who do you go with? 
that gives you the best chance to, to keep your job? Do you go with the guy that can at least run the offense? Is he flashy? No. Is he the most accurate? No. Is he the most exciting thing you've ever seen? No. But TJ Finley, as of right now, from what we're hearing and what we see, he gives you the best chance to keep your job to start the season. Robbie Ashford could get to that point. Zach Calzada could get to that point. I don't want to discount him either because a week and a half ago, we were talking about Zach Calzada being the man. He's still here and he's still in this thing. Maybe it takes a little kick in the rear to get him going and to say, oh crap, maybe I need to wake up and actually play some football so I could be the starter for Auburn. But when you put yourself in Brian Harson's shoes, you've got to go with who gives you the best chance to win football games, whether it's Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State, whoever it may be. I think to start the season, it is going to be TJ Finley yeah. because of the familiarity. But like I said, in the Mercer game, you are going to see a heavy dosage of Robbie Ashford. He will probably play most of the second half. You may see Zach Calzada late in the fourth quarter to get some field time, maybe. Maybe. I think you see both a, dec- a decent amount. In that yeah, game. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're going to see Ashford for sure. TJ Finley, if he's the starter, he won't play after the second half. As, as long as Auburn's winning by a decent amount. I hope so. I hope that's the case because I want to see what they look like on the field. I'm tired of watching them for 20 minutes in practice. I'm tired of listening to what the coaches tell us. I'm ready to play and see them play in a game and see, okay, this is what they did. This is what they did well. This is what they did bad. Here's how we feel after week one. We're 12 days away, and I cannot wait to see these guys play on the field at the quarterback position. I think the key is, is consistency because, sure, when you're, when you're in the perfect play, when, you, when all the external factors are perfect, yes, Robbie Ashford might give you the ceiling that any play could go for a touchdown. But the thing is, in-game – it's, it's hardly ever going to be a perfect scenario with all the external factors. And not every you, play is going to be a touchdown. You need to have the consistent guy that, when you need to, can check you into a run in a, against a front that is advantageous for Tank Bigsby and pick up yards when you need to. You need somebody who can, can put the ball, make the proper reads, put the ball in a place for his young receiving core to make plays. That's why I think TJ Finley is going to be the guy because I think he is the more consistent. They trust him more with the reins of this offense. Robbie Ashford can get there, but right now you have to get this season off the ground, moving in a positive direction. In reality, the Penn State game doesn't mean anything from an SEC perspective. I think it has a lot to do with the momentum and the outcome but, of this season. They are more they are more worried about making sure that I think this team is ready to roll in SEC play in that game against Missouri and that's and to, you got to get there going in the right direction and that's why TJ Finley is the guy right now. You do not want to be trying to figure this thing out when Penn State comes to town. You don't want to be trying to figure this thing out when Missouri comes to town or when LSU gets here. I mean, you do not want to be I mean, you're not trying to figure this thing out while the car's moving. You know what I mean? You want to have this all figured out by the time those bigger games come around. But Carter, isn't it interesting to think about how different this conversation would be if the Penn State game was game one of the season? If Auburn was opening up in 12 Uh, days with Penn State, how much different and how much more worried would we be right now 12 days away if Penn State was game one? We would be, the fans would be losing their minds and we would be too because 
the question mark it, it's it's pretty it's a pretty decent size right now but that question mark would be ginormous if Penn State was week one and we still didn't know who the quarterback was who do you go with if it's Penn State I think the answer is still TJ Finley. it's still TJ and as as worried as Gotta everybody is, is about quarterback right now, if Penn State was game one, I think you you to steal a uh, phrase from from the podcast Split Zone Duo, then that game becomes the epitome of what they like to call an an, an anxiety bowl because it, if you lose that and it looks awful, then oh man, it's just bit in the stomach. This thing's gonna crater, and all of the bad thoughts are there for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, there. It would be so much more interesting. We're gonna talk about that in a whole lot more when we come back. We're off and running in hour number two. Give us a call three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'd love to hear from you. More of on the line when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN one zero six seven. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. Back here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Let's head to the phone lines, 334-321-1390. Keith, you're on line one. Welcome in. Hey, uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about this quarterback thing. I I haven't really uh, chimed in on it very much because I know that you know, the coach is going to do the right thing. They they see a lot of things that we don't see and know a lot of things that we don't know. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but the, just from what I see, you know, TJ has uh, impressed enough people to start in ball games at two different schools, freshman and sophomore year. And uh, a lot of coaches, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks can't say that. Uh, so he impressed some coaches along the way. And then, you know, uh, Harson and Keesaw have – uh, got a history of being quarterback guru so if he has all the skills and all he may be a completely different guy I mean I'm, that's what I'm hoping for but uh I think the, the pressure's on him if he is the man uh I think he'll have a short rope I mean if he if he don't come out and play pretty seem uh you know flawlessly and uh if he has much confusion I think he'll have a short rope and we'll go to the next guy and if uh uh Calzada is not healthy you know, I don't know. I mean, it, we know he's got gamesmanship. Uh, and, uh, you know, if he's not healthy, we might be Ashford and uh, the other guy, the yeah, freshman. Yeah, Keith, I think that that's something that we've we've talked about on the show, that, yes, Harson and Keesaw are known as, as good, good quarterback developers. We, we certainly hope to see that improvement from T.J. Finley. Uh it's you hear a little bit about it, and and I think he does have the skills, the skill set to be a a good SEC quarterback. Now to go back to the original point that that he impressed enough to start at two different schools. I mean, let's be honest. Last year, if Bo Nix doesn't go down with a broken ankle, T.J. Finley doesn't make a start at Auburn. It was it was out of necessity that he started at Auburn, and because there was nobody else there. But granted, he did start some at LSU. Granted, that quarterback room was a mess at the time but he he has some good traits I think he can be a good SEC quarterback I just for me I have to see it in game I have to he has to prove it to me in game before I am willing to hook line and sinker buy all in on TJ Finley just because of what I've seen to this point yeah well me too and I'm just saying that he's got a decent amount of experience and he's got uh uh uh, two years in on on this deal, and uh, and like if if Harson and them may be able to do wonders with him. I mean, if if they can't, uh, 
you know, I think they move on pretty quick. But if if they are as good if, at uh, quarterback development, you know, you think uh, physically with the arms and the uh, physical ability, uh, Ashford and TJ, they ought to be able to develop a good quarterback right there. But uh, Yeah, I mean, Keith, you would think so. We're going to find out what they can do. Keith, we appreciate the call. That was Keith here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line talking about if the if if Harson and Keesaw's track record speaks for anything, and if it really is as good as we think it is, he's saying they should be able to develop a halfway decent quarterback. And I mean, I, I kind of agree with him. I mean, to this point, all we've heard about Keesaw and Harson is they can develop quarterbacks, they can develop players. We saw Bo Nix get a little bit better last year in his year. Obviously he got hurt, mm-hmm. but we did start to see Bo Nix make some improvements in his game last year. Can that happen for T.J. Finley? Can it happen for Robbie Ashford? Can it happen for Zach Calzada? So far, we don't really know. And that's what I think has gotten everybody so riled up, ourselves included, because we just don't know. We don't know what we're getting. We see what we see in practice, which obviously has not been just great because we're still talking about who the quarterback's going to be. I've seen good things out of all three. I've seen bad things out of all three. And so... Mm -hmm. Are they going to get better? Has TJ gotten better from year one to year two, or last year to this year, right? That's the big question. Can these coaches make these quarterbacks better? Look, he's going to be better than last year. My question is how much? Because last year, it wasn't good. It wasn't good by any stretch. I mean, the best the best bright spot he had was saving Auburn's season against a pretty bad G5 team in Georgia State, a team that had no business being in that game. And that was out of pure necessity because because Bo wasn't getting it done that day. And that drive he, wasn't pretty to, to anyway. I mean, he... The winning drive. And, I mean, really, when you look at what, what Harson and Keesaw want from their quarterback, he really didn't sit in the pocket that much. He kind of ran for his life some, and he created some pressure. He made it more difficult than he had to. Now, once he became the starter... It was not pretty. It did not look good. South Carolina wasn't good. The Iron Bowl wasn't good. He he got hurt in the Iron Bowl, yes, but the mo- mobility was bad. I mean, he's a 56% completion percentage guy for his career. I need to see significant improvement. Do I think he can do it with Harson and Keesaw? Yes, but, but I don't. I, I need to see how much he improves before I'm willing to buy in because right now, the sample size that I have seen of his of his time as a starting quarterback in the SEC, it does not blow me away. It doesn't. It's not good. Yeah. And so I, I have to see that improvement, especially in, in these first two games, to have legitimate confidence in him going into that Penn State game. And that Penn State game is going to dictate how I feel the rest of the year, to be honest with you. I think every Auburn fan agrees with that statement right there. I think, and again, that's why... If T.J. Finley is named the starting quarterback again, we think that's what's going to happen. And when it does, it's not going to be received well. People, I think people have accepted it, and we're all just kind of waiting for the season to start. And let's just thank our lucky stars that we're not starting with a game like Penn State to start this year. You have Mercer, and then you have San Jose State. So again, you have that two-week buffer that we're talking about where you can have a little bit of, of... mix and match you can have a little bit of eh, we'll just see how it goes and you can have a little bit of room to really try and figure this thing out if you were starting against Penn State week one people would be losing their minds if TJ Finley is named starter because of what we know of TJ Finley is he better than last year we better hope so has he gotten better 
Uh, you better hope so, and you better hope that the, the coaches have made him better. That's what I was trying to say is you better hope he's gotten better, but you better hope the coaches have made him better. Yeah. Because if he's the same player he was last year that he will be this year, I have no confidence in the coaches to do anything with any of the other quarterbacks because if you can't get the guy better who knows the offense, how are you going to make Robbie Ashford and Zach Calzada and Holden Garner better if you can't make TJ Finley better? That's my biggest concern. No, absolutely. I agree with that. My arguably TJ Finley's best game was his first ever start at LSU against South Carolina when nobody knew what to really expect. As defenses have started to figure out what his skill set is, we haven't seen that flash of what the potential really is. We, we've seen it with Calzada. We, we, we talked about it last year. The Alabama game was unbelievable. But he, he clearly hasn't grasped the offense enough. I, I just I haven't seen enough of the potential with TJ Finley to buy in until he shows it to me. Look, we're going to find out soon enough. It may be today, it may be tomorrow, but we're going to find out who the starter is in just a couple of days. 30 more minutes left in the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Stay tuned. We got some news from around the SEC we're going to talk about when we come back. Jacob Goins on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 30 more minutes here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Phone lines are continuing to be open, 334-321-1390. We'd love to hear from you. Call in, be a part of the show, be on the line. We've had some great calls today. You can be one of them, 334-321-1390. Well, we've got some other news around the SEC and around Auburn as well. Besides the quarterback battle, it is not the only thing going on in the country, believe it or not. Nick Saban over in Tuscaloosa and Alabama, he got a contract extension. It is through the year 2030. He is officially the highest paid coach in college football. And I know it's it's sort of surprising to say he's just now become the highest paid coach in college football, but it is official now. His contract is now through 2030. Doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to coach that long, but Look, you've got you've got him locked up through 2030. He's the greatest coach to ever coach. That's just kind of how it is. And uh, and ultimately, you've got to I mean, you, you've got Nick Saban locked up for basically his entire coaching career. We'll talk about that some more in just a second. Let's head to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Mark, you're on line one. Welcome in. Hey, y'all. Uh, so talking about the quarterback battle. Yeah. I hate to rehash, but, um, you know, when it comes to T.J. Finley, man, I mean, have we not got enough of a sample size? You know, I mean, he's, he, he got his chance at LSU. He's had his chance here at Auburn behind another quarterback. It's, it, at least from what I've seen, it's tough to improve something like consistency and accuracy, which is obviously a big part of what his issues are, you know? Yeah, and, Mark, I, I think I think most Auburn fans probably feel the way you feel, and sort of like something Carter and I were talking about just a second ago, you want to you want to believe in this coaching staff to develop him and make him better, but I think you're not alone in those concerns. Right, and and you know when it comes to the other quarterbacks, I mean, it's not like we have terrible quarterbacks at the other at you know available to try out. I think I think that Calzada is probably in the same 
spot on the roster that Finley was last year, you know, and then you got a guy like Holden who's, you know, uh, Harson's already talked a lot of good stuff about him. Ashford, I think, is good enough to deserve a chance. You know, I think it's why not try one of those other guys. I mean, it, I, I just think if we go back to Finley, it's going to be a lot of the same old thing from last year because as much as you want somebody in, to improve, when it comes from a coach or a player perspective, it's hard to do that. Uh, and, and the amount of improvement that's needed to have a consistent game, which is what we're wanting in the passing game, is going to be tough, you know. Mark, I absolutely agree with you. I think that what, what the way Harson and Keysaw are looking at it is the confidence to run the offense they want, how they want to run it. And the other, the other three guys that you mentioned all didn't get to campus until the start of the spring semester of, of 2022. So, I mean, TJ has a, a year head start on them with knowing the offense, knowing where to get everybody lined up, how to make all the proper checks and all the proper pre-snap reads. And by all, in, all indications, it seems like Calzada may be struggling with that a little more than we probably thought he would. And then as far as a pure passer, TJ is a better passer right now than Robbie Ashford is. And Holden's, Holden's a freshman. I mean, it's, it's a lot to ask a true freshman to come in week one and make plays for your team. Gus Malzahn asked, asked Bo Nix to do it, but I think that's that's more of the exception than the rule. Sure, sure. And at the end of the day, all we can do is just kind of try and figure it out. And like y'all were saying, luckily we have some games to figure it out. Man, I mean, going into the Penn State game, we got to have our guy. No, know? 100% right, Mark. Hey, we appreciate the call. That was Mark here on the uh, Tuesday edition of On the Line. His last statement's 100% correct. You've got to have your starter by the Penn State game. you got to know who it is. You don't want to be adjusting on the fly when you're in the Penn State game. You don't want to have to pull your starter at halftime and put somebody else in. You just don't want to have to do that. If that's the case and you do have to do that, that's fine. You'll you'll make the adjustment, but if you can avoid that situation, then then you're you're going to be a lot better off. And so, uh, look, Mark, you had the concerns about T.J. Finley. You're not alone. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners to this show right now that are feeling the exact same way about about T.J. Finley. I think we just got to let let him play and see if he has gotten any better. And if he has not gotten any better. Get him out. I mean, he is not it if he has not gotten any better. If he's the same player as he was last year, TJ Finley is not the answer. Let's head back to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. It's Terry. Welcome back in, man. How are you? I'm great, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing great. What you got, man? Hey, listen, I, I, I can understand totally what that previous caller was saying. I think there is a large sample size on TJ Finley's inability to be efficient. Uh, the name of the game is, is consistency. Well, there is nothing consistent about T.J. Finley says if he's consistently bad. To this point, um, you're, ex- you're ex- exactly right. I mean, what we've seen so far, I mean, yeah. If Brian Harson is obsessed with a guy that gets everybody in the right position in the right play, then he's going down the Gus Malzahn's path, and that's more of a guy he wants than a guy that, that does what he needs him to do. That's my argument with Gus Malzahn, and I'm not trying to badger him because he's gone and, and he's never coming back, but – uh, he was more obsessed with what he wanted, and when he had a Nick Marshall, a guy that could run, but he didn't want that. He wanted to go out and get guys like Jared Stenner or Bo Nix. Yeah, and that's the problem. Those are those are not the same kind of player. You know, so that that's that's the thing that concerns me the most. Now, I think we all agree that we're going to see more than one or two quarterbacks, probably all three in the first two games. They have that luxury this time. They haven't had that luxury in a while. Terry, I that's... think TJ Finley will play himself into the bench. Terry, quite honestly, hey, it, 
I'm not disagreeing with you that that TJ may not, I, I'm not saying he'll be the starter in game four against Missouri. I'm he may not finish the Penn State game. I'm I'm with you that I have my doubts, but again, by every indication possible, he's the only guy right now that they trust to run the offense the way the offense needs to be run. I mean, Robbie Ashford's a different skill set. We we saw last year you 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 had a guy with with that more mobile skill set and Demetrius Davis, he didn't touch the field. I mean, it, it, that just wasn't what they were looking for. Robbie has a little more, ha, ha, clearly has a better chance to get on the field because they, they believe in him more. That's why he's being mentioned as the number two quarterback in this battle right now. But with Calzada, I mean, Calzada hasn't shown it. He's He seems to be having issues with the procedural side of running the offense and so you have to right now turn to a guy like TJ Finley, somebody who, going back to our plan analogy, can get this season off the ground and at least going in the right direction to start. Now see, Carter, you're making my point for me there. Hey, Brian Harson's by, by you saying that Brian Harson's obsessed with what he wants and not what he needs, and he's going to learn a lesson about coaching the SEC. He better have a quarterback who can move around, especially by an offensive line that's suspect at best. And you know, Terry, we may find that out. I mean, we're look going off of last no, we year. We will find that out. You're exactly right. We are going to find it out, Terry. We appreciate the call, man. That was Terry here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Look, Terry's exactly right. From what we know, up to this point, T.J. Finley has not impressed. Right? I mean, he did not impress anybody last year. I don't think. And coming into this season, it's if he is the starting quarterback, it's very, very easy to get and fall into that and say he's not any good and he, he he's not any better we don't know that yet it's easy to assume right it's easy to 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 feel that way but until we see it on the field we don't truly know now if he gets out there and he's not any better terry you're exactly right brian harson's got to figure this thing out real quick where he's gonna go oh snap Maybe T.J. Finley's not the answer at quarterback. Maybe we do need to go to Robbie Ashford or Zach Calzada. But if T.J. Finley comes out and has gotten better and has shown that he's made those improvements, shouldn't we run with him until he gives us a reason not to? I just feel like that's the road we're going down right now with this quarterback battle because at this point, at this point, T.J. Finley knows the offense better than the other two. That's what we know from the coaches, from their notes, from their press conferences, and from what it sounds like, Brian Harson and this coaching staff, they are going to go with the guy that knows the offense better than anybody else. And until he gives them a reason to not play him, TJ Finley will probably be your starter. Back to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. James, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, just wanted to, you know, once again, chime in on the quarterback situation briefly. One thing that has driven me crazy as a lifelong Auburn fan is, and no disrespect to the fans, I know everybody's passionate. We all want the same thing at the end of the day. We want consistency, and we, we want Auburn to win. But we have a tendency as a group to be more concerned about being right and being correct by an initial observation than doing what's best for the team. All of these people that have convinced themselves that T.J. Finley is garbage, and again, maybe he is. But can we at least give these guys who are making a buttload of money and who absolutely don't want to be fired at the end of the year, give them at least a slight benefit of the doubt that they have brains enough to put the person on the field that is going to give us the same, that is going to give us the best chance. And as you guys have been saying, 
if he plays himself to the bench, he plays himself to the bench. But I have to believe the person they're going to start the season with is the person that has the best understanding, that can read defenses the best, that's going to put us in the position, at least in the beginning, to win and go from there. Let's not all hit the panic button until we at least see the kid take a step on the field. War Eagle, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Take care, guys. War Eagle to you. We appreciate the call here on the uh, Tuesday edition of On the Line. That That's a great point. I mean, that is 100% well said. I mean, I, I don't know. Look, uh, James, we appreciate the call. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, that is... I, I agree, right? That, I mean... That may be my, my favorite call today so right, far. I mean, look. That was exactly what I think that this staff is doing. It's It's... You have because, like we said before, you can't go with somebody and have something go horribly awry in these first two games because then your season's not getting off the ground. It has to. You have to progress in a direction. You got to win the first two games. Chance to have the successful season you need to have. You got to start out now. That is TJ Finley. Yeah, you got to start out good in these first two games. You're not just trying to scrape by and win these first two games by a touchdown and just say, oh, here we go, next game up, right? You want to go out here and dominate these first two games. You want to go in and come out of these games having view to little to no question marks on the offensive-defensive side. But, of course, we're talking offensive here. You're trying to win football games. And like he was just saying – I think until we see it on the field, it's hard to make these judgments. It's easy to make the judgments based off of what we saw last year. I mean, look, we did the same thing with Bo Nix when he was here, right? He was here for three years, and it didn't help that he didn't get any better when he was here. But we said that every single season coming in about Bo Nix. You knew what we were getting based off of last year. Now, unfortunately for him... He didn't get any better here. He came here and his quarterback career basically died here. But we knew what we were getting with TJ Finley, but we now have or with Bo Nix, excuse me, but we now have a new coaching staff with new coaches on the on this team. Let's see what they can do. And I agree. Why don't we trust them to see if they're making the right decision? And you know what? Like he said, if TJ Finley plays himself to the bench, he plays himself to the bench. If the coaches end up getting fired and they lose their job because they didn't make the right decision at quarterback, you know what? Then that's what's going to happen. We don't want that to happen, right? We want the best quarterback to play. We want these coaches to stay because nobody wants to go through another coaching change. You just don't want to do it. But I agree. Let's give them a chance. Let's see what they've got. And with TJ Finley, I want to see if he's gotten any better. I think he deserves that honor. He deserves that respect to at least have a chance to show if he's made any improvements. Back to the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Brett, you're on the line. Welcome in. Hey, fellas. This uh, drummed-up panic is almost laughable. Finley doesn't just know the offense better based on what the coaches, the coaches, not somebody who's a CPA or a lawyer or salesperson who said these are the coaches who've been out there they've seen the practices they've seen the scrimmages he he not only knows the offense better he's thrown the ball better that's part of being a quarterback too it's that's that's not my opinion that's what the coaches have said that's what quarterbacks who played at auburn i'm gonna emphasize the words played at auburn 
who know what they're talking about. That's that's what they've said. Uh, how much of the scrimmages has all these callers who are all you know saying T.J. Finley shouldn't start? How much of the scrimmages have they seen? I, I'm curious. I'd really like to know. Probably not much. I mean, let's just I'm be honest. Not a dang bit. How about that? Not a dang bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. Brian Harson. I'm. A, this is a wild guess. Now, I think he knows football better than anybody, including me, who's called into this show today, including us too, man. Yeah. So you know, it, he's going with the one who has done the best in practice and the scrimmages. And you know, he's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, he's going to pick I'm the guy who gives we, Auburn the best chance to win football games. I'm thankful that we have a coach who doesn't read the papers and, or the online message sites and say, oh, my God, somebody thinks that uh, Calzada. Never mind that he hadn't thrown a ball to an Auburn receiver very frequently. But, 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 but let's, let's play the guy who, who hadn't done the best. I, thank God our coach at Auburn doesn't read message boards and base who starts at quarterback on that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Hey, Brett, we're up against the break. We do appreciate the call. That was uh, That's just another caller here on the Tuesday edition of On the Line. Look, I agree, man. At the end of the day, whoever the starter is, and, uh, and again, we think today is going to be the day that Brian Harson names the starter. We think today is the day that T.J. Finley gets the nod as the starting quarterback for Auburn University we got to give them a chance. Whoever it is, even if it was, even if it was Ashford or Calzada, you got to give them a chance to prove you to prove you otherwise. Whether mm-hmm. you have bad uh, bad experiences with them or bad memories of them or not, whoever the starter is, you've got to give them a chance. And if they prove it, great. If they prove you otherwise, okay. Then we move on and we pick the next one. But coming into the season. Let's trust our head coach. Let's trust the coaches on this staff to put Auburn in the best position to win football games, not just against Mercer, but against the entire regular season of 2022. Let's take our final break in hour number two here on this Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'll come back. We'll have final take here on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Wrapping up the Tuesday edition of On the Line, Jacob Goins and Carter Bird with you on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. It's been a flurry of calls today. It's been a flurry of calls it's been since... been the second hour for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Well, ever since the quarterback that. battle, it's just been, it's been busy and we absolutely love it. So we love you uh, listening and calling in. We love hearing from you here on On the Line. Uh, we're, we're out of time to take calls today, but as this thing goes on and as the season goes on, please call in 334-321-1390. That's the number every single day, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 106.7. We love hearing from you and what you have to say about Auburn, about everything else going on in the world of sports. But Again, if you missed any of today's show, you can go and find the podcast. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. You can find the show commercial free immediately following the show. So make sure you go and do that and stay tuned from four to six right here on ESPN 106.7. It'll be the drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Pack. Uh, They'll be in here talking about the same thing. Not too sure if one of them will be at practice because Auburn does practice at 430. I don't know. I think there's a viewing window for that. So we'll see if one of them uh, is going to be there for that. Regardless, they will give you updates as they get them from practice. And then, of course, tomorrow we'll be here and 
We'll have uh, reactions to Brian Harson's press conference tonight, oh, yeah. whether he names a starter or not. We'll be here tomorrow to talk about it. So. I am sure one way or the other, there will be a lot of uh, reactions by the Auburn fan base to what Brian Harson says tonight. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Again, the... The expectation is a starter's name tonight. The expectation is it will be TJ Finley. And to go into final take, as we have about three minutes here before we get out of here, final take is I think we just got to trust the process, right? You got to go the Philadelphia 76ers route and just trust the process. I don't know know if you want to follow the exact path of the 76ers. (laughs) They haven't exactly done much. No, you don't want to go that route. They they tried to trust the process. You need to to follow the Nick Saban process. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, you want to trust that. And so, look, I get that it's hard to to trust in TJ Finley right now and believe in TJ Finley as a starting quarterback. I, I understand how it's hard to believe in Brian Harson because of how last season ended. I understand it's hard to trust in this program and the people that run it because of how the offseason went. But for this thing to be successful, that's what you have to do. The fans have to buy in and trust. The players have to buy in and trust. And the coaches have to buy in and trust. I think most of that has happened. We've seen the coaches do it. We've seen the players do it. Now it's time for the fans to do it. And you know what? It's, it's a good thing that Auburn doesn't start against somebody like Penn State. Sure, we would love to start against a bigger opponent and have a bigger game to look forward to, but Auburn has a little bit of a buffer now. They have some time to work things out. But until it is proven otherwise on the field by Brian Hartson and his players, whether it be TJ Finley or whoever else at any other position, until on the field, in the game, they prove that they cannot do it at an SEC level, there is no reason to doubt until they prove it on the field. Give them time. Trust the coaches. Trust the players. We're 12 days away from the season. At that point, that's when we can start reacting and trying to make adjustments when possible but trust the coaches to make the right decision and put the best guy out there who yeah. gives Auburn the best chance to win football games. I think right now, going back to my, my analogy for the day, flying this plane, right now, TJ Finley is the guy that they trust to get it off the ground, going in the right direction, and to land it, and he knows all the right buttons to press. He knows what every, every button does, everything he needs to do in his pre-flight check, his pre-snap reads, all of that. And that's why he's going to be named the starter tonight. And that's my final take. He's going to be the starter tonight when Brian Harson meets with the media. And I think that you cannot argue that right now, if we're going to play tomorrow, he gives Auburn the best chance to win. If the Penn State game was tomorrow, you're giving the first snap to TJ Finley. I think he gives Auburn right now, he gives them the best chance to win. And again, I understand the doubts. I understand the worry. Last season at the end did not go well. Brian Harson didn't coach it well. TJ Finley didn't play it well. The team didn't play it well. And that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, right? When you drink a bad drink, you don't go back and go for another sip. You throw the thing away. But this is a little bit different. You got to give it another chance, right? We want to see improvement from TJ Finley. We want to see improvement from Brian Harson as a head coach. But I think those things are happening right now. And until we see it on the field... We can only judge so much, and we can only have so much assumptions. And you know what they say about assuming, right? Got to wait until we have games on the field against quality opponents. I said it yesterday about TJ Finley. I'm saying it again about the entire team. We can be worried and have our concerns, but until things go wrong on the field, 
Let's pump the brakes a little bit and let's buy in as a fan base and as a media group to this program to see if we can be successful in 2022. That's it for the Tuesday edition of On the Line. We'll be back tomorrow. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.